It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. We are presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream all of their games at that website. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. Today on the DNBR Buffs podcast, we're going to be recapping an eventful weekend in Boulder. We had two games Saturday night, the football game against Arizona State. The Buffs fall 42 42- 34 to the Arizona State Sun Devils. The score a little bit deceiving. This game maybe not as close as the final would suggest. And then on Sunday, we had our first real competitive live look um, against another team for the CU Buffs men's basketball team. They played Nebraska in a scrimmage at the event center. Uh, They end up coming out on top of that matchup 72 to 61. Of course, an exhibition. But some notable things to take away from that. We are going to cover all of that today. And we start with Saturday night's football game. The Buffs welcoming in the Arizona State Sun Devils. A game between two interim head coaches. A game both teams felt that they could win and had a good chance of playing well and showing that they are on the uptrend. There were some positive things to come from this game. I understand it was a frustrating game for everyone Um, It kind of got ugly towards the end, but the Buffs really fought back, and I think that's a huge takeaway that you can have from this one. Starting off from the top, Arizona kicks off to CU. CU immediately goes three and out. They were all passes. Uh, We saw Alex Fontenot dressed. We saw Deion Smith obviously dressed, who got the start, and Anthony Hankerson was dressed also. Charlie Offerdahl was on the field as well, but CU going to opt for all the passes on the first drive just uh, I I just didn't understand that at all when the running game has been the strength all season long nonetheless it's a strong Arizona straight Arizona State drive in response to start the game eight plays 64 yards Bourget was sharp on uh, some conservative play calling really from Arizona State uh, the change that they made with uh, interim head coach Sean Aguano becoming the main play caller for them Seemed to work out pretty well. It was a solid game plan from Arizona State. They were moving the ball with ease. Um, The Buffs really struggled with tackling, though, a lot on Saturday evening. CU would come out running the ball um, on their next drive. Dion looked pretty good. He was looking normal, running, looking as explosive as he usually is. Shrout was finding uh, Jordan Tyson and RJ Sneed very early on. It was a solid drive, that second drive for the Buffs, but it stalls just after midfield. 10 plays, 44 yards. Cole Becker is good on his field goal. I believe it was about 49 yards. 
On the next drive, Arizona State, I mean, they were just a machine all game long. Seven plays, 75 yards. Bourget caps it off with a 12-yard touchdown pass. It is 14-3, Arizona State on top. And then there was a big Nico Reed run back on the return. It was brought back on a penalty, however, though. C would eventually cross midfield on that drive, but go backwards and have to punt shortly after that. Into the second quarter we go. Arizona State gets a big 37-yard gain from Elijah Badger. This was the one I counted at least six or seven missed tackles. It was pretty brutal. He just really did whatever he wanted to the Buffs defense. No one was able to wrap up and get solid contact on Badger. Um, he gets all the way across midfield. There's a personal foul, though. Moves the ball back to the Arizona State 32. The Sun Devils punt shortly after that. And this is when Jordan Tyson had his first decent return of the night. He had a bigger one much later. But a 23-yard return from Jordan Tyson puts CU at their own 48. The Buffs run the ball all the way down to the ASU 7. And JT finds Montana Lamonius Craig for that touchdown pass. Seven yards out. It was a seven-play, 75-yard drive again in response by the Sun Devils. CU allowed a 42-yard touchdown run the next drive on third and two by Xavier Valaday. Sun Devils go up 21-10. CU starts from their own 25 the next drive. Jaylee Stacks starts getting his workload of the game there just before halftime. He had a 13-yard run. I think he actually had three or four straight run plays that they called for him. Um... They get one first down, and then they have to punt again, just not able to really maintain that consistency we've talked about on offense in really any phase. Um, ASU then gets the ball. They go three and out. CU gets the uh, first down on their first play with a Dion 11-yard run, and this is when JT throws the bomb to Jordan Tyson for 58 yards. I believe it tied CU's longest play of the season to this point, and it was just surprising. I mean, we haven't really seen CU be – that explosive in any factor, um, one of the best plays for the Buffs on the season, of course, Jordan Tyson really becoming a star at Boulder and showing that he is someone that if he stays around, the Buffs can really count on this guy offensively for some big plays and as well in the special teams game uh, in terms of punt returns. Nonetheless, back to the game, ASU finishes the second or the first half with a nine-play, 75-yard drive in response to that touchdown bomb. Xavier Valade caps it off with a one-yard touchdown run. It was his third of the night. It was pretty grim at this time, really. I mean, the Buffs at this point looked like they were just not able to really keep up with ASU. They were so explosive and just so efficient offensively at halftime. Score was 28-17, and then Arizona State comes back out. Um, the Buffs force a three and out to start the second half. They actually get exactly what they need to get themselves back into this game. But ASU does the same to the Buffs on their opening drive. Um, a bad CU punt gives ASU the ball on their own 47. The Sun Devils methodically drive down for another one-yard Xavier Valade touchdown run. I believe he had three or four on the night. Um, their tight end, Jalen Connors, also had three touchdowns on the night. Three touchdowns for Xavier Valade, 23 yard or 23 attempts, 118 yards for him. A great game. He really looked awesome. CU went three and out after that one yard touchdown run. Trevor Woods then gets his first interception of the season on Bourget on an out route. Um, he talked about that after the game. He said he really couldn't believe that he threw that ball because he felt that that was the easiest route to cover from his leverage and position on the field. 
so he just had to make the play, which he did. Gives the Buffs the ball back at the ASU 43-yard line. CU drives down to the 8-yard line, and they decide to kick a field goal to make it 35-20. A little bit of an interesting decision there. It was backed up by the defense, though. ASU goes 3-and-out immediately. The next Buffs drive is kick-started by a JT to Montana Lamonius Craig, 38-yard reception. CU would then go for it on 4th and 1. It was called first down, went under review, and this is when the Buffs tried to get a little cute. Um, Clay Patterson calls the flea flicker, flea flicker for JT Shrout. Um, it was intended for Jack Hysteria. JT just, I it, it was a weird play because I feel like all season and what I've been saying to you guys is how JT throws the ball is just so on a line and so hard a lot of the time. He didn't. He needed to do that on that flea flicker, but he instead kind of lofts it. The ball hangs in the air. It's picked off. Um, they really had a chance to find momentum there, um, but maybe getting a little too cute in the play calling department when they were able to generate some explosive pass plays just through guys beating um, defenders on the outside in terms of uh, Montana Lamonius Craig and Jordan Tyson. Anyways, back to the game. It is now the fourth quarter. ASU drives down the field again. Bourget finds Connors for their third touchdown connection. It's 42-20, to and I think this is a big turning point in the game for the Buffs. In other weeks, when Carl Durrell was the head coach, or maybe even last week um, against Oregon State, you never really saw the quit um, that you would see in the first five weeks with this team, and especially in this situation. You're down 42-20. It really seems like it's over at this point, and that ASU can just pile it on. But CU digs deep. They respond. JT starts finding uh, RJ Sneed. For some plays down the field, he gets an 18-yard connection on a third and six. It's a solid, methodical drive that ends with a one-yard Deion Smith touchdown run. Brings the game to 42-27, still not quite in reach for the Buffs. This touchdown happens with 8-12 left on the clock in the fourth quarter. I mean, anything's possible at that point, but you needed something to happen, which happened on the next ASU drive. They pick up two first downs, then have to punt from their own 48 And Jordan Tyson returns the ball 88 yards for a touchdown. Super explosive. Jordan Tyson just doing stuff that literally no other freshman has done at CU in terms of statistics. He set a school record for the most all-purpose yards in a single game by a freshman, true or red shirt, with 232. That breaks a 49-year-old freshman record. He also recorded the third most receiving yards in a game by a true freshman at Colorado with 115 rushing uh, receiving yards. The only games ahead of him are Paul Richardson on uh, November 6, 2010 against Kansas. He had 141 yards, and then also he did that the week later against Iowa State in Boulder, 121 yards. His Jordan Tyson's 88-yard punt returns tied for the sixth longest in school history, longest since Ben Kelly returned one the same distance against Boston College in the 99 Insight Bowl. And it was CU's first touchdown for a turn since Brendan Rice returned that kick against Utah in 2020. Um, His 117 punt return yards were the second most by a true freshman and tied for the 11th most overall. He was really just on top of it. Also the first buff to have at least 100 receiving and punt return yards in the same game. And the second to have 100 receiving and kickoff return yards. Brendan Rice did so at Oregon last year. Just a phenomenal game from Jordan Tyson. Um, that was really the end of the game, though. I mean, CU kicks the onside kick. It doesn't get converted. Um, ASU just picks up one first down on a X-Valid 26-yard run. They knee at the clock. It's over. 42-34. Uh, 
It's an eight-point deficit. Maybe the score a bit deceiving, but the Buffs fought back. They dug deep, something that maybe not would have happened the first five weeks of this season. All right, real quick, before we kind of dig into some of these storylines of this game and I tell you guys what everyone had to say after the game, I want to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. The fall is here. It is getting cold outside. I think we're expected snow in the Denver area Thursday or Friday this week. Why not have yourself a wonderful vanilla Porter Jr. from Breckenridge Brewery? Or if you go to www.breckbrew.com, use their beer locator, you can find any of their great beers and wherever they may be near you. You can find a Broncos Country Pale Ale, Strawberry Sky, Mountain Beach Sour, whatever your heart desires. Again, that is www.breckbrew.com. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA is back. College basketball season is about to start. Just so many great deals going on at DraftKings Sportsbook in terms of promos and all sorts of odds boosts. But right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA bet, uh, Moneyline bet, I should say, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You also have their stepped-up same-game parlays where everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with the more legs you add to your same-game parlay. Um, Even if you just go to the home screen, always some promos at the top that you can opt into and get an odds boost or a free bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's break down this box score and some of these storylines from this football game. JT Shrout, again, not very efficient. Only 13 of 34 passes completed. 222 yards through the air, two touchdowns, one interception. It's a 38% completion percentage. Again, just not very good. It needs to be higher for this Buffs offense to be more sustained and have some more success. Deion Smith, his first career 100-yard rushing game, 24 attempts, 111 yards, and one touchdown. Jaylee Stacks, the second-leading rusher, eight attempts, 26 yards. Offerdahl only had one carry, and then Drew Carter had one carry. Um, that was a weird uh, instance, too, where Drew Carter just comes in, runs a read option real quick, fumbles the ball, and we never see him again. Odd situation there. Um, Jordan Tyson, though, we already kind of talked about his accomplishments, but f- again, five receptions, 115 yards, one touchdown. Montana Lamonius Craig, two receptions, 45 yards. He had a touchdown. Defensively, the Buffs not able to generate much pressure or get to Bourget. They had no sacks. They did have five tackles for loss, however. Trevor Woods had his one interception. They had three pass breakups. No one with multiples, though. Only charted with three quarterback hits. Also, as I mentioned, they just could not get any pressure and affect Bourget. He really had an awesome game. He went 32 of 43, 435 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. That's 74% completion. A really explosive and efficient day for him. Xavier Valaday was awesome all night long. 23 attempts, 118 yards, three touchdowns. He was really the straw that stirs the drink for this offense. But then Elijah Badger at receiver, also a big game. Eight receptions, 137 yards on 11 targets. And then Jalen Connors comes out of nowhere. He only had six, uh, I think it was eight receptions for 70 yards coming into this game. Big tight end, number 12, goes for six receptions, 108 yards, three touchdowns. I asked Mike Sanford after the game how Jalen Connors had such a big evening against the Buffs. 
He flat out just said they didn't really game plan for him just because they hadn't seen much from him before. Obviously, he has a breakout game here. Um, his size and just ability to catch the football in contested situations was really outstanding. And then, honestly, you just got to give credit to uh, Trenton Bourget. He was fantastic for the Sun Devils and really was lights out from start to finish. We talked about him a few weeks ago in our Pac-12 recap when Washington was upset by the Sun Devils. He played really awesome then. He backed it up again this week. Um, the Sun Devils really looking promising on offense with Tyler Bourget now. In terms of some team stats, guys, um, the Sun Devils had a total net yards of 557. The Buffs, 359. The Buffs actually outgained the Sun Devils in terms of rushing yards, 137 to 122. They averaged 3.9 yards per carry. Um, in terms of passing, the Sun Devils, of course, had the edge there, 435 to 222. That completion percentage just stands out so strikingly, though. 74% for the Sun Devils and 38% for the Buffs. They really got to figure out some ways to get JT in more of a rhythm and just completing some short passes earlier on in the game, even if they're just for small gains, just to help get this offense some more assistance and getting off the ground and just being able to sustain drives and pick up first downs. In terms of total first downs, it was really close, 23 to 20 from ASU. Total play is 76 for the Sun Devils, 69 for the Buffs. Um, in terms of the red zone attempts, both teams were good. Five for five for the Sun Devils, three for three for the Buffs. They just weren't able to, as I said, sustain drives and get into the red zone as often as you would have needed. It was a fairly clean game in terms of penalties. Eight for the Sun Devils for 78 yards with the Buffs, four penalties for 30 yards. They went nine for 18 on third down. I mean, they were good in the clutch when JT was throwing downfield. And something that Coach Sanford talked about tonight in our weekly Zoom conference was that when JT was making those completions, those 13 completions, um, you felt every single one of those. I mean, they were explosive plays. They were plays, huge chunk plays when the Buffs needed them. Um, you just got to get those layups going for JT, get him more into a rhythm. All right, let's get into some of your guys' replies after the game on Saturday. Cole Cook, my guy, says, Streaks of brilliance and great plays. Couldn't quite make the plays when it matters. Hopeful with the freshmen playing so well, but it's going to be a long November. Yeah, man, it's going to be brutal. Um, Oregon this Saturday, uh, back at Folsom Field, the number eight team in the country now. Bo Nix really playing well. Uh, Troy Franklin at receiver and Noah Whittingham at running back. This team is really explosive and the Buffs are really going to have their hands full. I believe they're already 31 point underdogs in that game. Contrarian Rock says we are tiny. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that was... I mean, Jalen Sammy had a great game on the defensive line. I think Terrence Lang had some plays too. But yeah, the the notice in size between these teams is pretty apparent. Al Blair says, Buffs outmanned are small and seemingly slow. Cornerbacks are no match for much bigger receivers. It, I really think it was the linebackers and the guys at the, uh, the safeties, the guys covering those tight ends that are more responsible. I think the corners actually played fairly well. I mean... You'd like them to tackle better, of course, but in terms of actually covering receivers, I think they did a decent job. You got to remember, this is a young secondary, though, too. Leads me to this perfect transition from Silver Buff. My guy says, November brings hope with a CU Buffs basketball gift. So let's get into it. Sunday night's exhibition basketball game against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. It was a really solid showing by the Buffs. They win 72-61. to 
an 11-point win in this exhibition, and it really started early for the Buffs. Tristan Da Silva was hot to start, and the Buffs went on a 10-0 run very quickly. It took five minutes and five seconds for the Huskers to get their first basket. There was a lot of rotation early on. Um, Julian Hammond was getting in the mix. Luke O'Brien, Jalen Gabadon, Ethan Wright, Lawson Lovering was coming in, all in by the 14-minute mark. Um, Nebraska was really struggling to get anything going offensively, and CU was really strong and quick defensively. They were getting blocks, steals, and forcing Nebraska into fouls and turnovers. Um, the team was very fast. KJ looked so good and quick in transition. Uh, defense was great. They were really locked down in the first half, um, and the Buffs were shooting at a really high level about the first eight minutes or so of this basketball game. Um, but then they kind of come back to earth as the first uh, half comes to an end. C was up 30 to 15 at one point. Nebraska then goes on an 11 to one run. The Buffs shot selection towards the end of that first half felt a bit rushed, just not getting the best looks. Um, a lot of sloppy layups going up and the ball was just not finding the bottom of the net. CU goes into the locker room 37-30 lead at halftime. Uh, Nebraska comes out. They were struggling from the free throw line early in the second half, but they end up mounting a bit of a run. Uh, the score at one point was 45-34. to CU then goes on another five-point scoring run. Uh, eventually, it is 55-40. to The lead was cut to five at one point, but late in the second half, a four-point CU run makes the game 69-57. Final score, 72-61. to A lot of good nuggets to take from this one. KJ Simpson, your leading scorer, 17 points with 7-15 from the floor, had two of his five field, uh, three-point field goal attempts go in. He also added three rebounds, three assists, but had four turnovers. Tristan Da Silva was really strong. He had nine points in the first half, but then nothing else to finish the game. He actually ended up going in the plus minus, plus 24 in the game, which is the highest of any player on the floor this evening. Your starting lineup tonight was Tristan Da Silva, Lawson Lovering, KJ Simpson, Javon Hadley, Neat Clifford. Um, KJ, of course, the leading scorer, followed by Tristan Da Silva. And then it was Javon Hadley. He had 11 points. Also, Nick Clifford added nine of his own. In terms of your assists, Julian Hammond led the team with four. Um, as I mentioned, KJ led the team with four turnovers. Rebounding, the Buffs actually did fairly well in terms of rebounding the basketball. Out-rebounded the Huskers 44-35. to 35. We saw Nick Clifford grab eight boards. We saw Luke O'Brien grab eight boards. Hadley also had eight boards. Um, and then Lawson Lovering added five of his own loss and lovering a storyline to kind of follow this season for the buffs as their only seven footer and someone who is going to need to play big when the buffs go up against these teams in the pac 12 with some great size he was okay tonight two of five um, on the floor went three of four from the free throw line actually as i mentioned five rebounds he was a plus minus of eight um, he was only on the floor for 20 minutes, the least of all of those starters, though. Coach Tad Boyle talked after the game about Lawson Lovering, still just talking about how he is a project, but he also feels that he is a weapon. Um, he was someone that Coach Boyle talked about after that inner squad scrimmage a couple weeks ago that needed to be more involved offensively. We saw that a bit more this weekend 
for the Buffs against the Huskers. Before we wrap up today's show, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been one of DNVR's supporters from the very beginning. They've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. Located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood, Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. Also, if you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, which is a $350 value to get your teeth looking pearly white with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. Lastly, they are hiring full and part-time positions for all you hygienists out there. They can work with your schedule and provide great benefits, healthcare, as well as PTO. To make an appointment or find out any more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. All right, to put a bow on tonight's basketball game, some guys who really stood out to me, Javon Hadley, of course, he was really sharp. Uh, driving the basketball fast defensively, was really giving Nebraska problems. He's going to be someone to look out for. That backcourt with him and KJ is just so fast. And when they are out and running in transition, this team is really, really fun to watch. Jalen Gabadon was someone I think that stood out also. He was one of the first guys to come off the bench, sort of as a six-man type guy. He only added three points, but also added three rebounds. Um, he did have a couple turnovers, but man, the energy that this guy plays with and how smart of a player he is in terms of his cuts and passes is really fun to watch. Um, we saw his roommate and fellow Ivy League transfer from Princeton, Ethan Wright, get in there a few times. Um, only two points for Wright, one for three from the field. He did add three rebounds, however, though. Luke O'Brien, um, not a great shooting night from him, only one for five. Uh, from the floor, 0 for 2 from the three-point range. The only real successful three-point shooter on the night was Javon Ruffin. He went 3 for 5 from the floor, 3 for 4 from 3, 9 points overall. He had one rebound. Um, it was just a inconsistent shooting night for the Buffs. They started off so hot. I think they were at 57% after that 15 to, I believe it's 15 to 3, 15 to 2 run or whatever that they were on to start the game. And then they quickly fell back down to 40%. Um, Coach Tab Boyle talked about, as you all know, the defense and rebounding that this team is kind of founded on in those fundamentals. He was pleased by the rebounding. Um, he thinks that, you know, just seeing Jalen and uh, Tristan crashing the boards, he was really uh, satisfied with that and how they had played. I think that we're going to see a lot of those guys just running all over the floor and dominating some teams in terms of effort. Uh, they were so much faster than Nebraska and defensively really created some issues for the Huskers. Um, the starting unit, as I mentioned, Tristan De Silva, Lawson Lover, and KJ, Javon Hadley, Neat Clifford. Coach kind of confirmed that. It was a real good start for this basketball team. I'm excited to get to know them more and watch this season and how it unfolds. Of course, as I mentioned before we started talking, season starts a week from tomorrow or on Monday when you are listening to this podcast, November 7th. I believe it's 6.30 p.m. against UC Riverside. Keep it tuned here to DMVR Buffs. We are going to cover you guys throughout the rest of this football season and as we head into March for a potential tournament run for this Buffs basketball team. We get into our only reply from the post game from my guy David Smith. He says, this team is going to be fun. 
going to really run the floor and run some teams out of the gym and fall flat on their face when shots aren't falling or Lawson and or Tristan get into foul trouble. Good points, David. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be fun to watch at times, but there, I think there's going to be some games just like we saw tonight where the shots really don't fall and they're going to need someone to step up, maybe two guys to step up and really carry them. A very busy weekend for me. Sorry if the energy was a little low and I got a little stumbly. Um, been tired, man. I mean, waking up at 7 a.m. for the Broncos game was brutal. Thank God they won, though. Make sure you check out the Twitters, my Twitter at JakeDMVR. Also check out the beat at DMVR underscore buffs. Also, Broncos fans that are listening, tune into the DMVR Broncos podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. I will be on that show talking with my guy Justin and Andre as the guys are still traveling back from London. We will be back again. There will be a podcast above this one later on Monday. That'll be our Pac-12 recap. You can count on that. Um, I'm still figuring out exactly what we're going to do for Wednesday. As I mentioned last week, RK is still on vacation through this week. So we will get a little creative again. Um, Hopefully we can get a guest on. That would be really exciting. But there will be some sort of show. Um, It just might not be video. So just a heads up on that end. Alrighty guys, a really fun weekend. Hope you enjoyed tonight's show. We'll be back later on Monday. Until then, Sco Buffs.